Reading now from the third chapter of the first letter to the Corinthians. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building on it. Each builder must choose with care how to build on it, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one that has been laid. That is the foundation of Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, the work of each builder will become visible, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed with fire. And the fire will test what sort of work each has done. If what has been built on the foundation survives, the builder will receive a reward. If the work is burned up, the builder will suffer loss. The builder will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is holy. And you are that temple. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Twelve nights ago, while Meg Junis was home celebrating with her family that she'd been approved by the Board of Ordained Ministry, I was still at the White Oak Conference Center doing the Lord's work. That night, it included recording a podcast with some friends. It's called the Sunday Scripture Podcast, and actually the founder and primary speaker each week on that podcast, Joe Kate, will be in this very pulpit on March 15th as part of our Lenten series this year. The scripture we discussed that evening in the podcast was the one I've just read for you today from 1 Corinthians. Now, that night, I had a slight cold was tired from the day's work and in a haze. I didn't think the podcast came together too well. I thought it, or at least I, was uh, lacking in focus. One of the topics that we considered discussing and then uh, decided against was the topic, this idea that Paul mentions of us being tested by fire. My friends and I just weren't sure what to do with that at that time of night. The next day, while we were having lunch, someone came to us with video that was on the Greenville News website of our close friend Michael Turner, the church he serves and leads in Simpsonville, being burned to the ground. It's a sanctuary there, Advent UMC, that uh, is now uh, rubble. Thankfully, no one was injured in that uh, fire. They also had been um, worshiping in another space, so everything worship-related had been removed. They were renovating their sanctuary, which caused the fire. The congregation immediately went into the process of grieving and also of wondering what next, including whether to redesign their worship space or simply to recreate it. Whatever they decide, whether to just build it back or to do something different, what they know is they will be building on a solid 
foundation. Knowing the scripture that we've read today was coming up, I asked our architect friend, Gary Brown, to tell me a little bit about foundations. He replied, the foundation's primary purpose is to keep the building from moving. The foundation cannot move, he said, or the building will come apart. Advent lost their building, but not their foundation. They will not come apart. They will grieve. Already are, you can expect that. Look around this space. Think about what has happened in here. The beauty is in part due to the architecture and the decor, but it's also in what has been experienced. This is not just a beautiful space. It's a beautiful space where people have been converted into followers of Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful space where people have been baptized, confirmed, married, memorialized. People have felt called and commissioned in this very space. We often talk about how difficult it would be to replace this building. It would. But the difficulty would be more than the labor and the materials. It's also in how much would be lost of holy memories that this space has housed. Holy moments that this space has inspired. Advent Sanctuary may not have had as many years of those holy moments, but they've had plenty. And the loss of that beautiful space adds heartache to an already challenging situation. And watching my friend go through that and thinking about this space and us, our congregation, I thought about what we might do. I think we'd have to have a funeral service of a kind We would need to hear from one another the significant moments of our lives that have happened right here. We'd also need to hear the good news that comes in the midst of painful news. Funerals are never just about death or just about sorrow. They always also include word of hope. Anticipation of resurrection. Funerals aren't simply what was. They are also what is and what will be. Advent Church is wise to remember what was, but they also continue to be people who ask what is and who dream of what will be. If, God forbid, we found ourselves in a similar situation, we would be the same. Like Advent, we'd be okay. Because our foundation is not what is beneath this building, but it is He upon whom this church is built. We would not come apart. No church, no matter how beautiful or impressive, is built solely on a physical foundation. If it were, it'd be just a building. The cornerstone and the foundation of any true church is one and the same, Jesus Christ, her Lord. And it is because of Him 
that a church can survive and even thrive in the midst of tragic events. That is, churches can thrive if the church is built atop the foundation that conforms, if the church built atop the foundation conforms to the pattern of the foundation. That's how Richard Hayes puts it. Let's hear it again. The church must be must conform to the pattern that the foundation sets. In other words, we must build our lives into the likeness of Jesus Christ. You may think of yourself as a nonconformist. That conforming to the life of another sounds a little bit cultish. But you put on clothes today that you thought would be appropriate to the space that you're in. And you drove by the laws at least close enough that you're here and not in jail today. And you were persuaded by teachings along the way. Your thinking and your habits have been influenced by others. You conform. We all do. So the church isn't dishonest or apologetic about what we're after. There is room for discussion about how some of it plays out. But we have every desire for your lives to conform to the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. For our lives to conform to His. That doesn't mean you're to become a first century rabbi. But it certainly means you're to learn from Him how to live in the 21st century. You and I are to sort out through prayer and study and reflection and conversation who Jesus would have us be today. That's the construction. The building that we're to do atop the pattern of the foundation from which we've grown. So we do as we've done today. We turn to His words. His words we heard from Harvey. His words based on what we heard from Kathy. We turn to these words where Jesus raises the stakes on us. Too often people have turned to the words and tried to figure out what is the least that I can get by with without being guilty of breaking those laws. And Jesus says, no, that's not my goal for you. He's come to make life not harder but holier for each of us. So Jesus uses this continual refrain in the Sermon on the Mount. You have heard it said, but I say. He tells us it's not enough to not murder. It's not enough to not commit adultery. Well before murdering you, Jesus condemns me calling you a fool. Because to do so means I've allowed myself to see in you something that is less than good and only that. He condemns me lusting. Because to do so means I only see in you a physical object. He condemns me hating my enemies because to do so keeps darkness in my soul while I refuse to see in them other souls whom He loved and for whom He died. Jesus raises the stakes because not murdering and not committing adultery are not fulfilling the spirit of the law. They aren't enough. Not when the law 
is based on, built on the foundation from which Jesus spoke. That we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. Not murdering your neighbor does not quite meet that standard. Despite the fact that he won't cut down that tree. Jesus gave, me more, gave us more. And then asked for more. And the only way our building can conform to our foundation is if we see in his life, in his teachings, in his death, in his resurrection, our hope and our calling. When we do, we can do well in spite of whatever fire may come. Whether it be a literal fire. Whether it be a fire burning into our personal lives or whether it be the fire that comes from denominational discussion and debate over doctrinal issues. But the thing is, there have to be people who build on that foundation in order for our lives to conform to it. We have to have people whose lives live Jesus' teachings. We have to have people who who take the time to share with us Jesus' teachings. We have to have people who will serve in ways that conform to Jesus' teachings. We need those who are willing to put their layer of brick atop the layers that have already been laid. To use Paul's imagery, Jesus Christ is the foundation. He and the apostles have built upon it. They have continued to build upon it until now. And we have our turn to put our layer on the stack. Now, your grandfather taught you But he's not here to teach your grandchildren. Your Sunday school teacher and Bible school leader, they have poured into you, but they may not be able to pour into another right now. Each of us has our parts to do in order to build upon this foundation. In order to help people know Jesus Christ and follow him. I mentioned Meg at the beginning of the sermon. She's still smiling, as she should be. She never stopped working, but now that this board of the ordained ministry work is off her shoulders, she's bursting with new ideas. We're trying to keep up. One of those ideas is, what if some people spend a few hours shadowing a bricklayer? You say, I I don't think I could possibly teach a third grader I understand why you'd be hesitant. What if you spend a few hours watching one of our great teachers who does that well? What if you spent some time here on a Wednesday night watching the people who make Wednesday night happen or or Sunday morning with an usher or a greeter? What if you spent some time with someone doing the work well and see if maybe that's the work you're called to do? That you can lay your brick atop those that have already been stacked and help build on that foundation. If you have questions, I'm sure Meg will be very pleased to talk with you about it. Please get started. Or continue the ministries you've been part of. Please keep building on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Advent Church will be fine. 
because their foundation is not in a building scorched by fire. They'll be fine because their foundation is in the life and death of Jesus Christ. They'll be fine because they will rebuild in ways that conform to the pattern of his life. And as long as we do that, we'll be fine too. Whatever fires may come.